It's time to get back to a simple, pure, authentic love for hunting. No more overcomplicating or changing our heritage. Join host Shane Mowry, the Bone Maniac, as he brings you a real look at hunting. It doesn't take fame or fortune. It's for everyone. It's a way of life. It's in our DNA. All right, guys, we got uh, Jason Tarwater, the regional director for NWTF. You got Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho, right? Yep. So uh, we got him on the podcast here today. We're going to talk turkey. Yep. So, yeah. Um, we're actually trying to get a new chapter started up, right? Or or revamp the uh yeah the old chapter yeah how do you want to say that <laughs> yeah no, we're 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 rebuilding um well, i mean we're rebuilt we got a banquet banquet set yeah. and uh right yeah got got good things in the works for banquet and you know some talking about doing mentored hunts and uh that sort of thing so right. yeah, i think i think we're gonna do good things yeah. I, yeah i think so uh i know uh like in idaho like even guiding folks coming out for um you know, turkey hunts. Like, we have a lot of birds. It's yeah. You, you shouldn't say that too well, much. <laughs> well, the West has a lot of birds. The West, is you general, know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, um, we've, we've we've got we've got some really good areas in the West. Um, actually, all like all the states that I cover, Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho. There's there's a lot of good turkey hunting opportunity. That, oh, there is. Yeah. There definitely is. And then you know, one of the things I like to say is, it's like, man, if you like elk hunting, yes, turkey hunting is. Uh, is well, I mean, you should, that's a good way to like get some of the pressure off yes. elk hunters. Yeah, you it's, know, it's a it's a spring elk hunt. Um, a lot of pack outs. Well, yeah, <laughs> no I know a lot of hardcore elk hunters hate hearing it, but I mean, it's it's the way it is. I mean, oh, you're, you're you're calling to the animals, calling them in, talking to them, communicating with them. Um, it's it's literally it's it's a spring elk hunt. Oh, it is, and you know, in a lot of the areas um, out west here that actually are you know, got the wolf problem. Uh, you don't have to worry about that with turkey because yeah. they, they do what they're supposed to. They talk, yep. you know, so uh, unlike the elk. So, um, yeah, give the elk a break. Go turkey. <laughs> Go turkey. <laughs> it's, it's a great, like you said, it's a great introductory, yeah, especially for kids and people that haven't hunted before that want to get into hunting. Too, oh, absolutely. Typically, the weather is, you know, a lot more comfortable than our like our big game seasons. Um, weather's better. You can put a kid in a blind with a video game or candy bar or whatever, you know, and um, – Stick out the video game. Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> but, I know it's boring. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's just a great opportunity to get um, somebody new into hunting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, a lot of folks like out, out west here, a couple of the key things that I, I really wanted to dive into this about is like um, NWTF is big. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big organization. Um, but as far as the West, uh, People can associate, you know, the word, yep. um, but they really just don't understand what NWTF does and uh, what it stands for and, and basically what it puts back into the communities. And that's one of the things like, you know, anybody out there listening that's in the Western side, um, how much you guys put back into habitat. Not It's not just necessarily for turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our big push right now is just uh, broad wide-scale force management, right? And we're all in the West aware of the wildfire issues that we deal with every summer. Um, a lot of it has to do with just lack of management, lack of fire on the landscape. So that's um, 
that's what we're focusing on primarily. And yes, I mean, we are a turkey organization, but um, healthy forests help benefit the turkey, our grouse, our mule deer, our elk, I mean, everything. And just us in general, oh, like yeah. the watersheds, infrastructure. Um, so that's our big push right now. Um, it's just, you know, landscape level, big, big picture level forest management. <coughs> Excuse me. So we got, we got a lot of good projects going on. I mean, I don't know if I told you or not, but just up and over the mountain from here in the bitter Montana, we have a huge project. Uh, it's called the West Central Project. Um, one thing that we're really good at is leveraging our fundraising dollars. And, and so that project, for instance, um, we've contributed, I mean, our, our conservation department contributed a bunch of time and, and energy into it. But on top of that, um, we've contributed 35 to 50,000 on what the exact number is just in cash. But what that did is that unlocked um, around seven hundred thousand dollars of federal funds available to to put on the ground, and so like that 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 project, if you're familiar with the area, from basically around Missoula and that Lolo area all the way down the Bitterroot to around Darby, which is a huge <coughs> expanse. Yeah, huge um, chunk. there's thousands of acres that we're going to be treating there in the next few years just from us, you know, contributing you know a few thousand bucks that we've raised. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, we're we're doing good stuff and and at a, at a large level. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's some of the things like folks really need to understand, yeah. you know, and uh, say, well, it's not just about turkeys, yeah. you know, or turkey hunters. Um, and, and having that type of habitat um, is crucial to every animal. Yep. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, there's a lot of exciting things happening. That's why, you know, when we get chapters going, like what we're doing here, um, obviously, like it, it excites me. Yes, it's my job, but it also is like, I, I know <laughs> that money that we raise. Oh, yeah. And so it, uh, it, it, like I said, man, it, it benefits everybody. Oh, absolutely. You know, and some of the things like even with my kids, um, turkey hunting, that's, I mean, it's exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's super exciting. And, and being able to be a part of uh, a local chapter, um, here in Idaho and, and be able to see some of the kids get involved with it, yep. you know, uh, it's, uh, it, it's really, it's really just mind blowing <laughs> for me to just see how exciting, I mean, just using my kid for an example, you know, and he's like, man, dad, I wish we could hunt turkeys all the time. <laughs> but yeah, but we kind of can. They're like, no, they're just not vocal all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, actually, yeah, these Miriam are goofy, you know? They yeah. Be snowing out there and they're like, oh, yeah. just out there full strut. And, you, know? you, you get one <laughs> sunny day in February and they're like, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> like, no, 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 calm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, man. <clears throat> so, um, you guys got the same programs going on just so people understand, like, um, this isn't just for, uh, you take care of the West obviously, but mm -hmm. like these programs are good for around the States. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, and how would somebody go about doing that? They wanted to open up a chapter. Um, yeah. So, um, we have regional directors, which is what I am across the entire country. Um, some of us cover, cover several States like I do. In some states, you know, with higher populations back east, we have two or three uh, regional directors that just cover one state. Mm -hmm. But like Missouri, for instance, we have uh, 60 or 70 chapters just in Missouri. Wow. Um, Big again, bigger population, you know, a lot of, a lot of smaller, small communities. And uh, so, yeah, so that, I mean, that's that's what I do out here. That's we got staff that does it across the country. So I mean, somebody that wants to get involved, the easiest thing to do is you can look up all of us on our on our website, nwtf.org. Um, you can reach out to me, and I'll put you in contact with whoever, wherever. Um, 
but yeah, the, the, the biggest impacts people can make start with is just getting involved with the local chapter. And if there's not one, you know, looking to start one up like we're doing here. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a great place to, I think to, to get folks involved. Yeah. Um, and, and just maybe just bring the awareness, you yep. know, because, um, I mean, those tricky everywhere. I mean, there really are, you know, um, and there's a, a, an influx of, you know, I always say just Southern guys come up and want to hunt with me, yep. you know, um, that's where I want to see them. They want to complete their sand. Um, and some of these mountain birds, I mean, they're tough. Yeah. Uh, and it gives you a good hunt. Yeah. It gives you a real good hunt. Yeah. I, I love hunting these mountain birds. It's just a different, it's uh, I grew up in Kansas. So, um, just, Right. Oh, yeah. just different terrain different challenges mm. um it's get, enjoyable though get to hunt birds in the snow you know yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, it gets pretty exciting there's no doubt about it yeah you know? yeah for sure i mean what uh <clears throat> what's one of the like projects that you know other than when you just said um over in bitter roots which we're on the, the south end of them here a little bit mm -hmm. but um uh what's some of the challenges that you think that um uh, on some of the states, like I've heard in Kansas, I've hunted in Kansas, and you being from Kansas, like they've had some problems with um, rehabilitating the state with birds, you know, or too much flooding or not yeah, there's, there's drought. Yeah, there's a big um, decline across much of, you know, some of the, the Midwest and especially the Southeast. Um, I can only speak, obviously, like what I'm, what I've seen in Kansas. Sure. And uh, um, there's, there's a few other theories. One is, I think, you know, earlier seasons have, have had detrimental impacts. Mm -hmm. um, just the way the hierarchy is of, of a turkey flock. Um, some theories, you know, used to be like if, if you kill the, the dominant tom out of a flock early season, then it's just like next in line is now the dominant tom. Or what there's some people finding out or believing is the hens will only breed with, you know, specific tom, not just the next in line. And so <clears throat> you kill that one, possibility that, that was the one that hens are going to breed with and now you kill them so and you kill them early before they they breed and nest mm -hmm. so now they may not breed right or or it takes you know another week or two or something for the hierarchy to get all figured out well now you're nesting later in the year mm -hmm. the later you go the less chances nests are successful right mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot of states that's why you see right now there's a lot of states making their, their season openers later and later mm -hmm. um in Montana, a couple of years ago, we backed up a little bit. Um, I had a meeting last week, and I think South Dakota now backed up to almost like the fourth of April now. Uh, there's, there's some states getting later and later um, because of that. Habitat-wise, like what we've seen in Kansas, um, there's there's several things. One is just like you have an influx of cool season grasses, which would be like in the Midwest is like brown. Um and it's it's a hay crop right for cattle and, and feed and things like that but it's just not very good for wildlife habitat mm -hmm. it's, it's a monoculture it, it takes over invades so it's just not that brome fescue I, I think is the two main ones but just taking over native grasses um and then like we were talking about before what is what happens in, in that part of the world where where I'm familiar with is it's a lot of cattle country. And so every spring, all the pastures get burned. Um, and it's always about that, you know, late March, early April right. timeframe. And it, I feel like it pushes a lot of the, well, if they've nested already, obviously that's not good. But then 
they have to re-nest or it pushes birds to nest in these bottoms, creek bottoms and things like that. And then, you know, it takes one big overnight six inch rain Boof it out, right? and floods them out, yeah. or it just makes predators, makes it easier for them to find the nest because now they're all concentrated into these narrow strips in the bottoms. And right. so, I think it's never like a magic bullet right, right, no, when it comes no. to that, but it's it's a variety of things. Um, it has been droughty in the Midwest. Um, you know, we just got back weeks ago from deer hunting, and like even where we're at, there's usually water in like creek bottoms and stuff, and there it was dry this year, mm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing for birds, right? Right, because that means you don't have the the wet springs. Um, and so it just gives them an opportunity to, to for their nest to be more successful. And we actually have seen the last couple of years, we've seen more turkeys mm-hmm. in the fall when we're there. Um, we heard some in areas this year we haven't heard them in a long time. Right. So I think, I think like everything, you know, ebb and flow it always has fluctuations. But well, right. And, and just to touch base on you on some of that hierarchy breeding situations, uh, I agree with that because I mean I've seen it. More than Idaho, yeah. Other places, um, just just being able to see, um, you know, on your own property, like, you know, we take out a big tom, you know, and like there's hens that we sit here and watch out of the blind or you know on the camera and stuff, and mm-hmm. you'll see that that other tom trying to breed those hens, and like she don't want nothing to do with it, you know. So I think there's a there's a, and I think yeah. you know. Um, and and seeing like you know i don't see the poles you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't see the the rebound from that or you know if you take them out so and that was on early season stuff you yeah know, once you know they get past the breeding which i think that helps a little bit here i think because you know they're out here strutting in the snow yep. so i think maybe a little bit of breeding does go on yeah. before season comes in oh yeah a little know, bit but majority of it is typically the the same time frame every year mm-hmm. Um, and another thing with that is, I mean, you probably know as well as anybody, but those early season birds, they're they're really not terribly hard to kill because no. those, those, that's when they're figuring out dominance. Yeah. And it takes, all it takes is a strutter decoy out in the field where they, you what know, do you do? Where they like. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And when you see that happening, you know, like there's just. It's getting over. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty easy to kill at that point. And yeah. So I think backing those seasons up is a, is a good thing. I mean. We know out in our part of the world, I don't get excited really about turkey hunting until May comes around. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, I don't think it's an issue at all. I I know I saw some numbers, South Dakota, when they backed their season up, um, there was less days to hunt, but the success rate went up. Went up. So so now you're you're having successful hunters, but you're also allowing those hens to get bred and and nest and everything. So that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's just the circle of life. Yeah. You know? I mean, it really is. Um, yeah. I mean, what's uh, what's one of your birds? Uh, we can get into this. This is like one of the conversations I love having with folks. Um, like, what, what is your favorite bird to hunt out of all the species? Man, it's really hard for me to not love Miriams. <laughs> <laughs> they do what they're supposed to. They do what they're supposed to. And, and they're beautiful birds. Um the country that they live in. I mean, we've chased chased them from, you know, like Ponderosa Pines in eastern Montana to the breaks of central Montana, some absolute rugged country. Um getting like western Montana and even this part of the world. Um yeah. and and over in Oregon, I mean big like just big woods. Yeah. So like they, they live in a variety of places. I've I've chased them 
in Arizona, New Mexico, down near 10,000 feet. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they're just, I don't know, something about the Miriams. So, like, they're vocal. Um, they do what they're supposed to. They make you feel good about your calling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, I was like, yes. I'm used you know, to, I'm used to, like, I, I cut my teeth in, like, big hardwoods at Eastern Camp. And I don't know, I'd probably get my butt whooped if I went back there now. It's just, it's, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Like, you can't call as much as you can here. Right. Yeah. So, On the success part of it, you know. And, and I do, I agree with you. Uh, like, Miro's definitely my favorite. Um, Rio coming in a hard second. But it's like, uh, they're just hardy, hardy birds. Yep. You know, they survive really good. Uh, even here in Idaho, I mean, we got three species. Washington's got three species. Um, but, like, the... Uh, the Miriams and the Rios really do really good. Um, and there's a lot of hybrids too. Oh, man. Those, those hybrids are probably the hardiest. And I feel like, I feel like obviously for a reason, I mean, you get two different species that, that breed and the better qualities are going to come out. Yeah. And especially in the big timber. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I feel like the Rio probably comes out more than it does the, mm-hmm. the, the Miriams, but it's like in those areas where there's, you know, they're hybrid, like, they flourish. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, they do. West, yeah. Western Montana. There's there's a lot here. Of, yeah, yeah, and here there's a lot of hybrids, but there's that's there's a bunch of turkeys. Oh yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're doing definitely well. Yeah. Uh, as far as that's concerned, and, um, let's touch base on those easterns a little bit. Those are the most <laughs> frustrating animals. Birds. It's rewarding when it works. <laughs> it's like yeah. It's like, I'm not even calling. It's time to reap. It's time to ambush. It's, time. it's like, I, you throw it all out the door. It's, yeah. it's no hard water at that time. Yeah. The, the, I think the biggest thing, you know, that a lot of people, and I'm sure people chase, like, you can call too much easily oh. on Easterns. And I think my m- most successful tactic is if you locate them and if they answer you once, just shut, shut up. up. Maybe yeah. maybe twice check them you know if you don't see them in a few minutes, but but that's like yeah for the most part. I mean you might find the two year old that's excited and, and you know he's gobbling his way in type of a thing, but you get a bird that's been pressured a little bit or you know has been around for a couple of years. Like, <laughs> like that's a Woodhaven, that's a native call. <laughs> that's a Primos. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've heard I've heard that. Like, yeah. I watched my buddy get his head blown off. Right? Like, yeah, no doubt. And and we hunted. I mean, we hunted a mix of public and private, but I, I've killed several birds on public in Kansas, and it's like, yeah, it's just a, it's a different ballgame. It is. And, well, and, I, and I think a lot of that is, is there's there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. There's many calls. They hear it. You know, I think it's like of any pressured species, you know, they they get smart. Yeah. I mean, they're not dumb. No. You know, they no. will adjust to the situation for sure. Yeah. Which which is why I like our birds out here. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember... Uh, there was a spot, it used to be a draw tag. Um, my wife drew it one year, and there was a flock. Of course, a lot of Western Montanans, they hang out on private, the border's public, so you gotta try to pull them off the private, right? Yeah. And I called this flock in, we were archery hunting. Well, we started archery hunting, and then we got our butts whooped, so we went to a gun. But uh, called this flock in six times. Like over the course of like three weeks, I mean, they were always in the same spot. We'd set up, we'd call them up, and because we were bowling, or she was bowling, I didn't have the tag, but you know, just wouldn't shake out right, couldn't get a shot. Right, yeah, yeah. They'd wrap around the mountain, so then we'd wrap around the other side, call them in again, couldn't get a shot, come back the next week, and finally we took a shotgun. And then <laughs> that. We, 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 we won at that point, yeah, but it's like you're not gonna do that to those hardwood easterns, like you're not gonna call them in over and over and over. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, man, it's just so tough. 
Yeah. I mean, it really is. Um, I and I actually really, I guess, I'm like I don't have no desire to go back to Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why? Yeah. You know, I mean, slip over to Washington and kill three birds. Yep. Or eat a couple birds. Mon- Montana and I can kill five. Five. Well, Spring, yeah. you're willing to travel across the state. Yeah. Um, well, I'd rather go eight hours than 28. Yeah. You know to, I mean? to kill one. Yeah. To kill yeah. one. You know. And yeah, it's, uh, I mean, even if you wanted to do the, well, Washington has their three bird slam, if you want to do that. Yeah. But um, I still think the Easterns here and in Washington is a lot easier to kill. Yeah. If you get on, you know, on a snake or something down in the back, just being able to get permission because they usually hang out on, you know, private land. That's yep. the deal. You know, where there's no. I've, I just found like the the Easterns, they just don't do well in this temperature or oh, in the altitude. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, they're uh, they're Easterns. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's well. I think that's why when they start hybridizing it, like it just helps them because mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's Darwinism one on one. Like the well, strongest right. traits are the ones that get passed on. Right. You know, they've been around for I don't know when they started releasing. Probably 15, 20, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, they've been around long enough to where they're, they're flourishing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. They're definitely, uh, it's like one of them things, like now that the big game season's out, I was like, oh, is it uh, March yet? Getting ready to yeah. prep for it? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. As soon as our big game season gets done, we do a little bit of waterfowl, um, kind of hit and miss. And then for me, banquet season's rolling around. And, uh, I have, I don't know, one to three banquets every weekend from, well, your guys, this is the start of it, the end of January, January clear yeah. through the end of April. Um, so I doubt, I, I really don't get out until like May gets here. And, oh, yeah. But like I said, it's, I'd rather have it's the best YouTube. time yeah. for us yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't get, I don't get too excited about it because I'm focusing on banquets and, and I'm traveling all over the place. Um, but about... About April 1st, you know, the first week of April when it starts, I'll see birds out in the field strutting while I'm driving around. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just want to get out there. A few more banquets, <laughs> you know, a few more banquets and meetings, and then I'll have a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that old favorite saying. It's like, why aren't you hunting? I'm like, it's not time yet. It's not time It's yet. not time yet. <laughs> you know? And yeah. a lot of you guys are like, why aren't you hunting? I'm like, it's not time yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, last year, I think I didn't, I didn't shoot my first bird last year until third or fourth of May. Yeah. Um, but just the way my schedule was with chapter meetings, um, and like I said in Montana, we have the regional tags, so you can you can shoot five birds in the spring. Yeah. Um, it's just the different regions. I think in two weeks is all like I, I shot all five of my birds. Oh, and, yeah. and most actually almost all of them it was like the first day in the region. It just happened I mean it was ton of luck, right? Sure. A couple spots it was like I'm on this piece of public and then see what's around and I wake up in my truck step out and there's birds gobbling it was just crazy luck well yeah right um well yeah maybe I mean but you're also around the area too and it's like yeah know, it, right. yeah I, you see and you know it's there yeah you know? yeah like you can look at a map like I feel like at this point I can look at maps and stuff and be like I feel like there should be turkeys here right right yeah but um there's enough there to hold them yeah yeah, and then we jumped over to Idaho last year. Um, we each killed two, and whatever that was, a couple of days. A couple of days, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're not going to tell you where. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not, I, I'm in Alaska. I'm in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the the public lands ours. You know, we yeah. Get that, right. You know, but it's the same sense as like, I I don't like giving out too much information yeah. to nobody, but it's like, 
uh, if you put in the time and the diligence, then yeah, you, you should be rewarded with. Yeah, we got enough public land around here um, in, in Montana and, and Idaho that have turkeys. So oh, yeah, Oregon, it's the same way. Yeah, it, um, you can... Um, you can drive forest roads and just get up on high points on a lot of it. And if you feel like there should be turkeys there, more than likely you'll probably hear something, yeah. something yeah. to chase in the morning. Oh, for sure. You know, it's the, the deal with just getting out there and yep. doing diligence. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, if, uh, I have, I've been contemplating, it's like, because of the way the, the world situation is now, it's like, I just need to head down to Mexico and take care of the Goulds. Dude, that's, that's probably like top of my bucket list right now. It's cool. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go to Arizona and do it though. Yeah, yeah. Gonna go. <laughs> I'm down. I'm uh, There's only one place I know that that uh, um, that a guy um, holds him, and he's he's uh, very successful at, really? at, at taking him out. It's a little spendy, but it's like eh, yeah, outweigh going to travel in Mexico and like deal with the nonsense yeah. or maybe and I know a lot of people go and have shot you know the oscillated and stuff like that yeah. it's a little different from, oh yeah. yeah so you're not you're pretty close to like where all the nonsense happens yeah. um yeah ghouls is like I, it's like a Merriam's in an eastern body like yeah it's just giant birds steroids but they're beautiful yeah so I'm uh I'm really thinking about heading down I'm, I'm contemplating Cause I mean, I got enough. I mean, I always put in for a plan for Arizona, mm -hmm. you know, and and uh, and I think with with that outfitter has, I mean, he has a ton of land down there. Yeah. that just holds that one section. You know? And there might be other guys, but just talking with the one folk down there, um, it, they seem like, you know, those are those are sought after birds, sought after tags. Well, it's probably why they charge so much, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. get we get our, our Arizona, New Mexico state chapters get uh, oh, I don't know one or two or three tags a year from the state to raffle off or auction oh, off. It's just this fundraising. Um, like on the Goulds or Marion's? On or the Goulds, Goulds yeah. and, and that money gets right, put back right into the states, like turkey meat. Oh, yeah. well, another good benefit. Yeah, yeah, and that's one that, uh, like, I, it's very sought after. Like, mm. they sell a lot of tickets for that. Right. Now, I mean, speaking of like, because, like, that's the only place in the state you can kill, you know, the Goulds. Mm -hmm. And uh, same way with, um, you know, the uh, um, Osceola in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, does Florida kind of do the same thing? Or how does that work? I mean, I think, I think, I think the opportunity is a lot more for the Osceola in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they've got a lot of wildlife management areas that, uh, that are quota system or draw tags. Mm -hmm. um, I believe I'm not 100% familiar with florida but i believe there's no the counter opportunity um in certain areas i know like arizona new mexico it's super limited on the ghouls um and so i think that's why they they put so much emphasis on those, in on those tags and putting it back in yeah well yeah i mean the population if you look at it the population of ghouls versus you know uh, Osceola, yeah. Florida, like I mean, yeah, yeah. you can see the difference. There's just there's just tiny little areas along the border that they hold the ghouls. Most of the ghouls populations are down in, in Mexico. Yeah, right. So right. I mean, there's just a couple little mountain mountain chains down there mm -hmm. that have them. Yeah. Huh. You know, it's a it's just one of those things. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I want to do it, but then it's like, eh. you know, you see all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Man, my flight got held up, or this or that. Yeah. You're like, I know, I know guys have been down there, whether it's, you know, like who's there hunting or, or hunting ghouls across the border in Mexico. Or, uh, 
uh, people crossing the border and uh, border patrol. <laughs> and, like, you never know what you're going to run into for sure down there. No, well, now we got onto that. We got off subject of turkeys for a minute. <clears throat> now we brought that up. Like, I'm not saying that all dead. Um, okay. Down on the Franklin Range and, you know, going in, I, to Mexico on a range I can't even pronounce. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, I was putting in a stock of not that, not that particular all dead, but I was putting on a stock, man. And I was like, much bigger <laughs> ram, you know? Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, we got filmed with this deal. Like, just planes start flying over and choppers. And we're like, <laughs> whoa. No, we're, you know, we were hunting on private land. Yeah. And I'm like, um, now, you know, we're in right here. What's going on here? And it's like, through the binos, <laughs> you know, border patrol and homeland. Or, you know, it's like, okay, something's about to go down. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we get down and we roll down into once, you know, there are blue, I mean, there's just rams and animals going everywhere. <laughs> everything out. Just, there was a shit show everywhere. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, let's go see what's going on. We go down there, <clears throat> like, like seven of them. Or they, I mean, they were detained and it was like, yeah, the drop roll there just landed, you know, which is like a mile away. They got one down there quartered. Like there were seven of them that they detained that were Shoves the border. I mean, that whole afternoon was just <laughs> annihilated because I'm like, yeah, I asked one of the guys, like, hey man, sorry about your hunt, this and that. And I was like, I tell you what you're going to do. You know, hop me up in that chopper. We're going to go kill a ram. Since you're here. Yeah, he didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, nah, probably better not. Yeah, yeah I imagine that. I mean, it's just it's a whole different set of challenges. Like, well, that's one of the reasons why I was like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm good. You know, I'm like, things got to pan out a lot better, yeah. you know, before I uh, make that commitment and commit suicide. <laughs> I mean, it's probably fine. It's just a phobia. Yeah, know, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> well, that's fine. But heck, man, I know, uh, I know a lot of folks uh, in the area, you know, as I'm talking to more uh, guys that, I mean, they like the idea of turkey hunting. But just never really like they were opportunity hunters yep. with turkey, yep. and now I'm like, hey man, it's like let me just show you. I mean, it's the easiest thing for a slate call, you know, a box call to show them. Yep. Once they start figuring it out, like, oh man, I can, I can get this to work. Um, I think, I think the chapter is going to grow, especially with um, having the younger generation like really trying to. Yep. influence it. I mean, yeah, yeah that's what we're, we're finding a lot of our newer chapters. Um, you know, it's we, we have a lot of chapters that have been around almost since the inception of the organization. You know, and those guys have been volunteering for, you know, well, we just had our 50th anniversary, so all these guys have been around for 15, 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. And um, as passionate as, as they are, like, comes a point when, you, when you're like, man, I just need to step away, you know, because mm -hmm. they've volunteered for so long. And so, one thing we've been focusing on as an organization is just trying to figure out a way to bring in um, younger generation into the volunteer ranks. Often, I feel like um, we're, we're getting, at least in my area, we're pretty successful at it. Um, yeah, I say younger generation. I mean, I'm 37, and so 37 or 38. I don't remember now. Ten years behind. I can't. I can't do math. I can't do math. That's how old I am now. But uh, that's what I need to say. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, a lot of the newer chapters um, and volunteers that we're bringing in are, you know, at least they're under forty. You know, right. I've got some chapters that are, you know, guys that are in their mid twenties, which is like crazy unheard of. My, well, yeah, especially like, am I getting paid? Like, nah, man, you're doing a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the thing is like we understand the importance of it, and I tell people this all the time. Like, you know, my generation has grown up with good turkey hunting, good whitetail hunting, mm-hmm. good waterfowl hunting. Like we, you know, we always like we we were living like we grew up in the good old days. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like Kansas, for instance. I mean, it used to be like winning the lottery to get a deer tag. Right, which, right. Which people are like, like my generation does not understand that. Right. Um, you know, up until a couple of years ago, you could shoot two turkeys. But now it's one. But growing up, it was like I'd have my two turkeys killed in the first week of season. Right. Um, but that was there because of people like they cared. Right. right? And and that's what I like. I try to instill in a lot of our chapters is like, yes, we have a lot of turkeys. We have you know good deer numbers in places. We have good, like we have good hunting. That doesn't mean we can't just ignore the fact that we still need to keep doing something. Well, they're always... It's there for a reason. Well, right? exactly. And then the uh, the political agenda on sides of things, like if you didn't have these huge NPOs, um, I don't think we would stand a chance. No. Because we, they would definitely just yeah. decimate a lot of the rights. They uh, Just my fear is like, man, they would rather us not hunt. I, I mean, that's just... Oh, yeah. there's, there's, def- there's definitely people that think that way, you know, um, that are making decisions. And... Oh, sure. So I mean, just look at some of the commission yeah. people, you know, that, I mean, look at Washington, for instance, you know, there's people on there that don't even hunt. Yep. You have no business being on that commission. Yep. And, <laughs> you and know? there's been stuff, you know, in, in Washington and, and in other states oh, that, absolutely. that, you know, we have had to voice opinion on. I mean, obviously, as a nonprofit, we're careful on, on what we get involved in and what we spend time and resources on. I mean, there might be some silly bills or bills that we think are silly way in on but when you really dig down deep into it like they don't have traction anyway right and so it's not worth our time knowing that they're not going anywhere and so like our, our we have a um, policy department that like federal and state like we we keep track on all that stuff and when when it comes time you know if something has traction that, that we need to speak up either for or against like then we'll we'll kind of like get the troops rounded up right oh, sure yeah um, but that's, that's the thing you can you can throw a bubble gum on anything but chances of it sticking you know yeah it's gonna and, be really sticky yeah and that's the thing like if you see if you see us you know getting involved in policy work it's because like it needs to be right something's right. happening right? right and that's what a lot of people don't realize like we're a membership-based organization just like a lot of our um you know i think right now we're sending like two hundred and twenty-seven thousand members across the country so when there's something especially at a national level coming up we voice our opinion on that's 227,000 voters, right. And, and, and eyes. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the importance of like just being a member in general, whether you're a volunteer on a chapter or not just being a member, um, right. like that holds a lot of weight. Well, it does. And I think a lot of people need to look at it that way too. Watch a membership mm-hmm. uh, deal. Like, cause there's what, I don't know how many millions of hunters, Yeah, you know, so we, there should be really to some extent, um, at least two thirds of that a member yeah. of any any organization that's yeah. supporting your rights, yep. you know NRA, NWTF. You, you would um, think, yeah. You know Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. I mean, I'm just throwing them out there. Like people know these organizations, but it's like um, they need to be the voice of the people that are <clears throat> spending the money, yep. uh, hunting, and needs to be you know for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's how I look at it anyway. Yeah. I think probably two-thirds of the other hundreds do, too. You know, I think so. working class. I, I think a lot of people understand the importance of it. Um, 
I think there's a lot that are still kind of complacent too. You know, it's like, yeah, but somebody else will take care of it. Somebody else will. will well, they do have that. Yeah, and it's I think not the case. And I think that's where you know, not just us, but as as a hunting as a whole, you know, kind of struggle because we've got, like I said, how many millions of hunters? Um, I think a good percentage of them know what's needed, right? Um, but I think we we fall back on somebody that, you know somebody else will take care of that, right? right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and. And it can't always it can't always be the case. No, it can't. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons of just starting up new chapters. Yeah, you know, uh, getting younger people involved. Um, that really, you know, I mean, out west is like their thing is like I'm gonna screw back to that. It's like hunt, hunting elk or mule deer hunting. It's it's boring hunting mule deer. <laughs> Glass ninety percent, and you hunt ten percent. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, what's the old favorite say of these guys like to say for turkey hunting? Is just running and gunning. It's like, man, there's action. Oh yeah, all, all the time. Used to be that way though. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't know. What, what do you really think would be the uh, the biggest predation as far as turkeys out west? Ooh, man! There's places in Montana that have a lot of bobcats and foxes. Um, what do you think? Well, see, we could just go down this rabbit hole because <clears throat> do you think? I mean, predation is a is an issue for for turkeys, um, and I think this is my opinion. I think just because the generation of trappers has faded out. There's there's a lot of that, you know. Fur prices are terrible i've all has been have been for a while so yeah. I, I don't think there's the incentive to trap and um i mean growing up going back to kansas growing up i mean my, my old roommate one of my really good friends was a diehard coon hunter mm -hmm. um him and one other guy probably were the only coon hunters in that entire county yeah right and like 10 15 years before that that was like a thing to do there's mm -hmm. a lot of people coon hunters. oh yeah oh yeah. trap but that's when i mean they're actually getting some money out of well, yeah. kids too yeah. Um, At least pay the gas bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know that's that's probably similar across the country. Um, but going back to you know going back to the habitat thing, like you can have you can have the predators on the landscape, but if you have good quality habitat too, right? I mean that helps. So like I said, it's it's a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't I don't know around here. I, I would imagine probably. Bobcats, coyotes, you know, yeah. a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we have a, a, you know, the whole birds of prey deal. I mean, like, I, I've noticed ravens, like, just pecking out nests, yeah. you know, um, as far as... A lot, lot of avian predators. Yeah, a lot of avian predators, yeah. man. You know, there's a ton of those. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it comes down to, is like, like what you said, man, those trappers, uh, they don't get any money on anything anymore. Firm trade's not there, I guess. Yeah. You know? The incentive's just not there. So why spend the gas money and the time and the effort, right? Right. And <clears throat> since we're on that, that subject of trapping and taking care of predators, though, it should be an incentive for folks. Like, if you see the decline of uh, of big game or, or you know, uh, game animals, just game animals itself, um, for me, that makes me want to, like, be a better predator hunter mm. because there's a lot of predators out there. It's like, yep. well, you always hear people like just basically complain about, wow, there's nothing to hunt. There's nothing else. Like, well, if you're a hunter, mm -hmm. I mean, be a predator hunter also. I mean, there's downtime. I mean, you can kill predators in Idaho. You're, you know, so. You can always call coyotes. <laughs> oh yeah. Always, man. And yeah. there's, there's no shortage of that. Yeah. I don't think there's any shortage of them nationwide. 
you know, um, they they just breed on uh, on food source, right? Mm-hmm. So if the food source is plentiful, they'll right. keep breeding, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, eventually, you know, it's kind of like with the with the wolf here too, which is a, a little different animal to hunt than a coyote, but um, they're way they're just way over overpopulated. Yeah, you know? So I, I've often kind of wondered, like, well, I wonder if a wolf ate messes with turkey, you know? <clears throat> Probably opportunistic, maybe. Oh, yeah. You know? like, I can kill that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, yeah. I wouldn't imagine that they're, like, focusing on hunting turkeys. Right. right but, right, I mean, yeah. if they run, happen to see some or run into some, I don't know why they wouldn't lose the well, Yeah, that's kind of, I've often wondered that. I've never really seen one. No, I've seen coyote and bobcat. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen, up, I have seen mountain lion. Um, oh, for sure. In southeast Idaho. Um, actually go after a bird. The bird lost half of its fan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's just opportunistic. It was, it was a winter flock and I mean, you know how the winter flocks are oh, yeah. here. They're, they're big. They do the same thing every day. They roost in the same spot, fly down in the same spot. So it's a pretty easy target. Right. It's easy um, for a lion to Yeah. Them. And, and this particular lion had a, had a mule deer kill not very far away. So like it was hanging out in the area as it was. Good opportunity to try to take yeah. a turkey too. Get some of that bird meat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, uh, you know, wrap it up, like tell everybody like, you know, how, how, how would you go about starting a chapter if these guys are interested, somebody interested, you know? Yeah. Um, is there, is there a, um, like demographic deal or is there like something like, you know, what's the typical, I guess, for NWTF? Yeah, I think, I think initially is, you know, if, find out if there's a local chapter already in your area sure um if there's not like there's probably opportunity to start one Mm -hmm. um you know there's there's always like vacancies in in communities that don't have a chapter right um you know even smaller communities i got a chapter in wyoming it's a town of 380 people but um it doesn't seem like much but it's like the banquet and the events that we do they're like that's the thing to do in town what else is there exactly and so like have a good time. Yeah. I mean, I got several chapters that are in communities of like a thousand to 1500 people, but yeah. then also like Boise, for instance, and, you know, um, Coeur d'Alene going there tonight for a meeting. We're starting a new chapter there. So like, there's really yeah, no, that's not, in reference, you know, three and a half hours north of me. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the first thing is like, if there's a local chapter, um, you know, you can get on our website, you can look up, like I said, you can look up who's the regional director or who the chapter president is. Um, a lot of chapters have Facebook pages, so you can search that way. Um, like I say, you, well, no matter what part of the country you live in, you can reach out to me and I can get you in touch with, you know, that area. Right. Um, but then like the process that we went through here is okay. We have somebody, one or two guys, one or two people that want to start a chapter, want to get involved. Um, and then initially it's, okay, let's set up a meeting and then let's advertise that meeting to see if there's anybody else in the community, right, that would be oh, yeah. interested in this. Um, and we've been able to round up a few others. I mean, you and I met back in the spring. And then, you know, the meeting we had last night, we were missing a couple of people and we still had four or five there. Oh, yeah. So, we just keep rallying the troops. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the, the name of the game. And so... Um, finding, finding that core group, uh, obviously you got somebody's got to take over as like a chapter president to, to lead things. Um, that's basically as a liaison for, to, to myself and the chapter. Sure. Um, and, and then, you know, our bread and butter is fundraising banquets. 
And I mean, every organization conservation related does fundraising banquets and there's a reason. I mean, it's been successful for several years, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, well, 50 for us. And so, um, we are doing some different things for fundraising as well, um, but that it's really hard to beat our sit-down live auction, silent auction, gun raffles, like our formatted banquet. Um, oh yeah. So that that's like a chapter's you know top priority. How we exist as an organization. Well, it's how we how you guys combat all the nonsense Correct. that hunters have to face. Yep. You know, and, and put back into. Yep. And that, that's where that's where our money goes to put on the ground um, in the states, get habitat projects done. Um, after that, I mean, we've got chapters that are active doing, you know, like what we talked about doing mentored hunts, um, veterans hunts. I've, I've taken part of a lot of wounded veteran hunts. Mm-hmm. Um, we got chapters that do outreach events for like educational days for youth, uh, women in the outdoors. I mean, that, that's a huge demographic that's up and coming and, and, and hunting. And so like, we've got some chapters that, that do women in the outdoors events as education. Um, we've even got chapters doing women only banquets now which is fun. It's a whole different, whole different animal. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't envy you. Huh? <laughs> no, they're, 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 they're fun. Um, the, the ones that we do, it's like the, the women on the committee put together the banquet because it's something different. Oh, sure. And then it's, it's the husbands and the, the spouses that are the ones playing like raffle sellers. Um, oh, yeah. Serving the meals, yeah, it's kind of a role re- reversal, but it, it's it's fun, it's entertaining, people enjoy it. Um, you know, and then, like I said, we've we've got a variety of things that we do. Um, chapters can do, you know, outside of the banquet. Sure. Um, so it's like I always tell people, like, what are you what are you interested in? Are you interested in the habitat? Yeah. Are you interested in, in access? We we do a lot of access work. Are you interested in just getting kids involved? Like we yeah. have programs for that. Um, I don't think we've talked about it yet here because we're just you know, up and coming with this chapter. But really. Oh, um, yeah. And so, like, you know, the way that works is there's there's an application link online. It's actually, for a lot of states, due at the end of the year. Um, local chapters, you know, if they get applications, pick a winner. And it depends on the chapter. They, it can be anywhere from, like, 500 bucks to 1000 bucks, But then they get put in at a state level, the winner of that. Uh, and we have one state winner in every state. And that can vary. Um, typically, it's around another thousand bucks. Then every state now has uh, a representative for a national scholarship. I see. Um, and that's a ten thousand dollars scholarship. Oh wow! And so, like, it's like, it eases somebody's mom and dad's. No, body, absolutely. You know, you know and, and and you know the, the the qualified applicants. Obviously, there's like GPA and all that, but it's like you got to be an NWTF member mm-hmm. to apply. Um, and we, we obviously we put preference on going into the wildlife conservation field. Well, yeah. And right. and so it's really cool. We've had scholarship winners that are now like chapter presidents for us because they want to give back to an organization that helped them. Oh, yeah. Um, right. oh, so yeah. It's, it's really cool to see that. But that scholarship's been, um, been really important to a lot of our chapters. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, it gives, it gives somebody, uh, a goal to work for. Yeah. You know, I think that, that I like to emphasize that uh, a lot, especially with uh, the S3DA program is like, you know, I want to, you know, one reason for the podcast and, and broadcast locally here too is um, having you on board because I want to get you in contact with uh, Rick Brazel, the first hunt program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same way with the S3DA because, I mean, everybody thinks it's like, you know, USA Archery and S3DA as a program that just, just indoor shooting targets. Yeah. Well, it's not because it's conservation backed. 
you know, so, uh, get, get kids involved with that. Cause I think, <clears throat> um, being able to a turkey hunt, you know, you can turkey hunt here in Idaho at the age of, with an apprenticeship of eight years old. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to get a kid out with a bow. Um, obviously bow is my choice of weapon, but yeah. it's like, you know, it's a, it's just a way to just get out, get the kids outside, uh, get them away from the games, oh, yeah. get them to enjoy, you know, what, uh, what's in our DNA, you know, yeah. and that's, uh, I mean, that's important to me. And I think it's important to a lot of folks. They just need that little push, yeah. you know, or have the opportunity. Yep. You know, so, yeah. um, they, they, they don't realize like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing until you put them in that situation. And then, like, Oh, we, we, we've all been there and it, <laughs> yeah. and it clicks. It's like watching a, a bird dog for the first time. Oh, all yeah. of a sudden they're like, Oh, this is what I was born to do. Right. 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 Well, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same way with hounds. It's like, you know, a lot of people have that, you know, uh, like, Oh, it's a hound. Like, uh, why do you hound hunt? I'm like, well, are you going to annihilate the whole entire 300 breeds of animals? Yeah. yeah. Because that's what they were bred to do. Yep. You know? So it's like, no, you gotta, you gotta keep those traditions. All right. You know, for sure. And the same way with, with the, with the organizations too. It's like you, you gotta have new generations following suit. If not, like, I mean, it's just going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, look at some of, uh, you know, the, the species that, you know, it's damn near eradicated because of mismanagement or, or bad choices and things like that. So, um, organizations need to exist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for that purpose. Well, heck yeah, man. I, uh, I'm pretty excited to like, just keep moving forward and kill turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited for that too. <laughs> well, there's a lot more to it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm actually excited. What I'm most excited about, um, with, with the chapter is, uh, being able to expose the, the turkey world to folks that they know they're here yep. and they know that, you know, it's like, ah, well, I'm saying that damn bird just, poops everywhere you know what i mean it's like nah there's yeah. a little bit more to it you know? a lot of people in this part of the world they only see the birds like this time of year when they're in the big winter flocks well yeah and i think it's stupid it's easy to kill yeah i can just walk out my back porch and shoot them you know i hear that all the time and um you know i, I try to tell people like wait till may and get up in the forest yeah like it's a whole different animal oh man and, it's it's and like it's it's, it's definitely it's a challenge and yeah. um yeah like it's it, there's an opportunity that's not being utilized um, in, in our part of the world. And it's right. being utilized by, like you said, like a lot of diehard turkey hunters from back east. Well, well, there's a reason why they have the sickness. If they're coming out here, they yes. should tell you all something. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this like, oh, man, I can't get enough. Yep. You know, we'll take uh, Mark Scrogan's came out hunting with me from Woodhaven. You know, they, they came here. I was like, man, oh, man, we're cutting it close, but I think we can get the main. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys, you got like two days to hunt. He's like, I think we, let's yeah. fly there. You know, him and Billy Argus, and I'm like, let's fly. And I'm like, man, you guys definitely got the sickness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? it's, so. it's something different. I, mean, I, I grew up around it. I, I get it. But uh, then then we moved out, out here in Montana, and it's like, I still love the turkey hunting, but there's a lot. You made the right choice. I mean, Montana, Kansas, I like yeah. Montana. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the Kansas way too. We do that every year, but uh, Montana is a special place, man. For oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you already live there, we're full though now. Oh, we're full in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, this whole area, Bitterroot area, it's full. Nah. Honey is really not that good. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> the mountains really tough. 
Yeah. Actually, there are. there's two places in Idaho on this side of the world. Straight up and straight up. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah, there is, especially around here. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, it's uh keeps you in shape. Yeah. You know, so, but, but, no, uh, let's wrap it up on, um, like, I know Jason, hey, he should have been here today, too, top <laughs> on it. He's probably got a big head. But, probably, um, but, uh, he's probably feeling it this morning. Yeah, no doubt. Sorry, Jace. <laughs> but, uh, get a hold of uh, Jace Grossback. Um, his IG handle, I think, is what? Mountain Ridge Hunter. Yeah. Um, get a hold of himself. Get a hold of Jason Tarwater. Um, yours is Traveling Tarwater, isn't it? It is. So uh, get a hold of us uh, if you guys are local or if not um, around the area. Um, I, think yeah. it, I think it's a good thing to start and get into. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. yeah, no matter where you're at, I mean, get a hold of me. I, like I said, I can put you in touch with whether you're from Texas or Maine or Florida. Yeah. Put you in touch with whoever needs to if you want to get involved. Well, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's kind of how this whole thing started was Dylan and yeah. Jace yeah. come out and hunted with me in, in Washington. And um, next thing I know, these guys are like, hey, what are you doing down there? I'm like, I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen anybody active on the chat. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's a, and I'm just like, well, it's just what I need. Another something else to do. Something else to do with my spare time. <laughs> yeah, right. right. But no, if it's a, I mean, I got. I mean, my horse has just turned 10, so it's mm -hmm. now it's like, and all of them want to turn, yeah. So it's like, well, in the program, first mentor and that, so it all makes sense. Yep. So uh, I just, if it's only one banquet a year, I think, man, that's all you want, right? Just one. <laughs> just, just one. Just one. Put a lot of raffles in between. <laughs> that's guns, folks. Guns. Lots of gun raffles. Bows. Lots of gun raffles. Coolers. Yeah, <laughs> boots, whatever. Yeah, and no, it's uh, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, especially you know like like we've talked about doing mentor downs and stuff around here after after the banquet's all said. Oh yeah, and I yeah. think that'll be that's when people really start realizing you know the the impacts that we can have. Well, sure, and that's the thing about this. Like, uh, I know a lot of folks that don't allow hunting, but I bet if we say, well, you know, this is it's not because they don't want a hunt, they don't hunt themselves is um it's just understanding you know if we can get a new hunter involved yep. or if a kid or something like that we don't have access or we need some special needs access or something yep. like that it's like hey we're not taking them up in the mountains yeah or in the timber to do it so yeah um a lot going on man so uh some good stuff yeah thanks